Hello and welcome back to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parasha Kisisa and, um, and perhaps this is the most famous episode of the post-Exodus experience and it's the construction of the Eagle Hazahab, the Golden Calf. How can it be that these people that had just come out from a supra-rational experience uh, three-dimensional experience where they heard with their ear, with their eyes and they and they saw with their ears and everything that all the senses were uh, exponentially uh, aroused and they heard Hashem with their own ears how can they be that just after this 40 days later they're committing this crime and which is to idol worship and so the the Shem Mishmuel, he teaches us that, um, that we have to study uh, what went on, what happened there, to see what was the, the whole uh, issue here. And also, today he's, uh, he's, he's teaching us about Aaron HaKohen and his place in this whole saga. So we see that Moshe went up to from Hart Sinai, he went up to get the Torah. He was, uh, he was, he was gone for 40 days and 40 nights. And the, and the people started wondering why he hadn't come down after the 40 days. In reality, he, they had made a miscalculation by some hours, six hours to be precise. And they started to get frantic and they started to feel that he was not going to come back and that they were left alone. And so, we see that Aaron was implicated in this crime of the, of the golden calf. And when Moshe comes down and he sees this whole horrible thing going on, this scene that is going on, he questions his brother Aaron's uh, uh, behavior and his role in the calf. And he replies, this is what Aaron says to Moshe, don't be angry, my Lord. You know the people, for they follow a wicked path. You know how they are. And they said to me, make for, for us powers. Powers meaning that they wanted gods. And Rashi explains that they, that they wanted they wanted to have something that they could follow. They thought their leader had disappeared and they couldn't get through life without a leader. And so, which will go before us, as for this man Moshe who brought us up from Egypt, we don't know what has become, become of him. And I said to them, whoever has gold, rip it off and give it to me. And then I cast it into the fire and this calf emerged. This is in Shemot. This is in this parasha. Then I cast it into the fire and I didn't know that this calf would emerge. So. We see from here that Aaron, his intention was not to produce an, a golden calf. His intention was not to bring another god uh, to be a, a deity to be worshipped. Uh, we see that he had a different intention. So the episode is particularly enigmatic, apart from, being, from creating so many problems. So let's ask, let's ask, the question is, why did Aaron throw the gold into the fire? Why, why did he do this? So we see here that there's a real problem. There's a root of the problem. And to answer this, we need to closely examine the root cause of Klal Israel's original demand for the calf. 
and we may assume that arrows penetrated the depths of their con consciousness and responded accordingly. So Aaron realized that the problem was caused by the absence of Moshe. He realized, you know, these people, they need a leader. And if they don't have a leader, they're going to look for another leader. These people don't know how to behave without a leader. And so perhaps the greatest achievement of Moshe Rabbeinu was to keep the, 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 the cloud, cloud Israel united. He was the one that brought uh, unity to the Jewish people. Without him, they would have not been able to keep themselves together. And uh, we see that they only became really united once they crossed the Jordan and they entered the land of Israel. But while they were wandering in the desert, we can see many instances in which the Jewish people show this unity. And, um, and we see the Shem Ishmael teaches that before that time they needed a man like Moshe Rabbeinu, as of that stature and immense spirituality to guide them through their collective experiences and to ensure that no selfish interest took control of the people. We see that when, when Moshe came down and he saw this thing going on and he threw the tablets into the ground and he, and he broke them, afterwards Hashem said to him, he said to, to Moshe, let's get rid of these people, let's erase them. Let's erase this book and let's do a new book with you in it. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, no way, there's no way. If you are going to erase them, you have to erase me with them because if they're not in the book, I don't want to be part of this book either. And so we see that Moshe had tremendous self-sacrifice and tremendous humility and tremendous love for every human being and patience. He had patience, he had compassion, he had mercy. He had all these qualities. Uh, so we see that the loss of, of Moshe Rabbeinu really was temporary. Uh, and this little loss of, this, of, of them even thinking he was not part of their midst, which was really only six hours, really literally six hours, through the nation's rationale in this raid, they went crazy. This, this, this fear of being left alone in the desert with no leader drove them nuts. It, it, the despair was what caused this problem. So they rapidly became a rabble of individuals. They became troublemakers. Instead of working together to find a solution, instead of keeping what Moshe gave them till now and continuing the, 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 the dynasty, the, the Jewish dynasty, they went crazy. So Aaron, as Moshe's surrogate, he was really taking care of them had to address this issue. He was left alone. He was left like this. He was never expecting something like this to happen. It took him really out of his, of, of, of his comfort zone. He was not, was something that took him out by surprise. You know, when sometimes we expect the things to happen, we are more in control. Like if you know you're going to a certain place and you're going to meet a certain person and you know, this person is a little troublemaker and he, tends or she tends to speak in a certain way and touch certain points, you already go prepared for that. So you, you work on it, you work on it. By the time you get there, you meet the person, you're cool. You're, you're re you can't control it. But if suddenly you meet a new human being that you have never met in your whole life and this person suddenly takes you out of your comfort zone and whacks you, <laughs> sometimes our reaction 
is not something that we control. Sometimes it just happens. So this is what happened to Aaron Hakoen here. Like this took him out of his, of his comfort. This took him out of what he thought he had to do. So he assumed that if he could tackle the problem at its root, then the spurious demands would, would fade. They would disappear. So he said, okay, these people are going crazy. He was quick to think and quick to realize and assess the situation. And he said, okay, these people are going crazy. They're going ballistic and they're full of fear because their leader is not here. And they think he died and he left them alone and that what are they gonna do in the middle of the, of the wilderness uh, alone without their leader? So he, 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 was, he, he could see the symptom of what happened. And so he thought, okay, if I can calm them down and show them that nothing is happening, that they're gonna be okay, and I give them time to unify, to get together and work for one cause, and put their heads somewhere else, maybe for the time that Moshe is gonna come down, he knew he was gonna come down, maybe this will calm them down. So they would be comforted by some alternative means of unifying them and would return to their homes to await what he knew to be Moshe's imminent arrival. So Aaron had no doubt that Moshe Rabbeinu was gonna come down. He knew he was gonna come down. So Aaron attempted to effect this through a physical act. So what he did was, okay, he thought, okay, give me your gold, give me your gold. He, everybody was giving their gold, everybody was giving to him. And, he's, and he intended to melt his gold and make a block of gold. This was the intention of Aaron. And he thought, this is gonna take some time, this is gonna keep them busy, and this will buy me time until Moshe Rabbeinu comes down. And this, apart from involving them all in one activity, this would symbolize the cure of their problem, which was disunity. So this is what Aaron Hakoin, who was like a spiritual doctor, he could see the problem of these people is that they're not united. They, they, they're disunited. And so by doing something that will bring them together will cure the problem. So Aaron was the ideal person to affect this uh, aim for his very, essence yearned to bring people together. This was his essence. This is what he represented. Aaron HaKohen, that's why he was given the job of a Kohen Gadol, because he was always making peace upon husband and wife and peace upon friends and peace upon parents and children. He was a peacemaker. And so as Hillel said in Pirkei Avot, be one of the pupils of Aaron HaKohen, loving peace and pursuing peace, loving people and drawing them near to Torah. This was what he was. So we should be like him, we should emulate him, we should always try to bring people together, not make people go up, up, apart. So Aaron's role in the Golden Calf episode was rather like that of an expert doctor who when attempt to, to heal a patient, looks at the cause of the illness and cures that. You know, today doctors, they're like covering the symptoms, covering the symptoms. You have high blood pressure, give you hot blood pressure medicine. You have tachycardia, then get uh, medicine for that. But rarely a doctor looks for the root problem. Why is this causing, where is it coming from? Where is it really coming from? Is it a um, dehydration? Is it that the person maybe is taking a certain vitamin that creates this situation, they usually are not looking for the root problem. They're usually trying to minimize the, the, the symptom. 
but they're not this holistic medicine this is what it does it looks at the person looks at the whole person and tries to find the root of the problem so Aaron's role this was his role and this is how he approached the situation he was looking at the problem so let's understand what went wrong so we now understand that Aaron was buying time for himself we, he believed that he could solve the problem by making the, the ignore by making that um, that block of gold but it all went horribly wrong it was like a, a recipe for disaster it went horrendous suddenly this calf emerged from the fire which was something he was not expecting it took him completely by surprise and it created a lot of horror and this disaster was caused by the involvement of the Erev Ras. So when the Jewish people came out of, uh, of Egypt, there was a mixed multitude, which is known as the Erev Ras, that came with the Jewish people. They wanted to leave Egypt too, and they became part of them. They didn't convert to Judaism. They kept themselves separate from Judaism. But they came with the Jews. They were in the desert with them. They received the Torah with them. They were part of, um, of, uh, of the Jewish uh, group. Uh, and they joined the Jewish people in the Exodus. And we have discussed before that when an alien item is added to a distinct group, like when, you know, I remember, it's funny, I remember Sesame Street when I was a little girl, like they would put like four red uh, squares and suddenly they had a green circle and they would think like one of these things is not like the others, you know? It, it, that's what it is. So here, what the, the Shem Mishmal is saying is that when an alien item is added to a distinct group, the result is not the group plus an outsider, but this outsider that has nothing to do with the group completely ruins the group. So we have to be very careful who we let into our space in our life because when you have people around you that don't vibrate like you, they become, it, it's, it becomes a problem. And so this is what happens to Aaron's plans. This is what happened. The Erev Rav, this mixed multitude, were not interested in the welfare of the Jewish people. They were not interested in keeping the Torah. They were not interested in following Hashem. Uh, they, they, they were not interested in really uh, uh, being part of, of the Jewish nation. The only thing they wanted was to be troublemakers. They were troublemakers. This is what they were. They were opportunists and they had their own agenda. So this means that Aaron, the Aaron's block of gold, the ingot, was partially infused with their wicked intent. So when he put all this gold together to make this block of gold, suddenly these people had other intentions. They had other, you know, they, the witchery was something that was very common in those days in Egypt. And they, and they were able to create this golden calf and they ruined the whole project. And this allowed evil forces to rest on the gold, resulting in the in the Erevra, in the I'm sorry, in the in the golden calf, in the agate. So in the eagle. So when the Torah describes the manufacture of the calf, we learn this is in Shemot. All the people ripped off the gold rings which were in their noses, and they brought them to Aaron, and he took from their hands. And so 
the the Shemishmuel, he says, this was the problem. This was the problem that he went to each person and he took from their hands uh, and he took from the troublemakers. This, this was the problem. So this was infused with their wicked self-oriented aims and was thus able to pervert the objective which Aaron had intended it to be. So Aaron didn't want that golden calf. His whole intention was not to bring another God to the, to the picture. Uh, his whole intention was to buy time, put the people to do something, to get them busy with something so their heads would not be in this frantic state and, and buy time until Moshe Rabbeinu would come down with the Luhot. But these other people that were part of their group who had no intentions of uh, following God and his ways, they were just there to bring trouble to the Jewish people, had another agenda. So not only was Aaron not criticized for his role uh, in the eagle, but he was actually rewarded for, for what happened. And we see in Shemot Rabbah that it says, it says, God said to him, Aaron, I know your true intention. By your life, I shall set none other than you over the offering of my children. So we see that after this, when the Mishkan was built, actually we've been reading two parashas before about the building of the Mishkan, but this, this episode happened before the, the, the Mishkan was built. It's put afterwards. So we, we learn from this that, that actually people really need to be busy. People need to be busy together creating something for Hashem. When people are not busy creating for God and they're not together, then these things happen. And so we see that as a reward for his good intention, and we also learn from here how intentions are so important. Really, intention is the most important. What, why do you do the things you do? Is it for your own selfish, self-serving agenda? Or do you do to bring pleasure to Hashem? Do you do to make this place a better place? So the intention that Aaron had was a holy intention. And because of that, Hashem gave him the service of the Mishkan. He was the one that took care of the Mishkan. He, he, he lit the menorah every day. He was the one that brought the sacrifices to, to the Mishkan. He was the one that kept that place. He was like the, the housekeeper of, of, the, of the home of Hashem. So we see that, that in reality, we see that Hashem paid Aaron mida keneged mida, measure for measure. The task of the Kohen Gadol, Aaron's eventual role is to unify the hearts and the minds of the people, of the Jewish people in their worship of God. This is the job of the Kohen. The Kohen is a unifier. This is job, and his intention was that. It was to unite the people because the people were not united. And of course, this is just what he intended to achieve through his involvement in the eagle, for which God justly rewarded him for eternity. So in a, in a nutshell, it's important why we do the things we do, why, why we do what we do. Is it for a holy pursuit? Is it to bring people together, to unify people, to make people happy? So important. And the second thing is that if you do things with a holy intention, no matter the outcome, Hashem always knows that you did it with a holy intention. And that's the point. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you. Music